Hey everyone, this is Tom McCaffrey. You're listening to the Last Exit to Brooklyn podcast on Storic Media Podcast Network. Thanks a lot. You're a winner. You can do it. Hey everybody, welcome to the show, Last Exit to Brooklyn. Uh, what up, what up, what up? I'm here with, the, I'm here with Eric and Alex. What's yeah. up, guys? Yeah, we got yeah. a special guest tonight. Yeah. Who is it? Us? <laughs> yeah. No, we don't have a special guest This tonight. is one of our... Yeah, Eric's very confused. <laughs> no, I <laughs> I'm so used to saying that because we've we've had no. Uh, we have a new thing yeah, where we yeah. get to talk. Yeah. Um, so now we're gonna do a special edition where uh, we actually we're gonna we're gonna discuss things we've been watching in quarantine because um, that's all I've been doing is just I've gotten to the point where I was watching good things, but now I'm just I'm going through like shitty movies to watch mm-hmm. that you know the movies and I'm like you know I'd always be like yeah I'll never watch that and then I'm like yeah I should watch that like when am I ever gonna watch House Two? <laughs> House Two. <laughs> Have you heard of that? No. Wait, not not from the TV show, right? No, um, there was a movie called House in 1985, <laughs> and um, it's with uh, George Wendt, isn't it? And like <laughs> they made a years. and they made a sequel, and uh, it's it's so bad George Wendt isn't even in the sequel. That's how <laughs> bad that movie was. George Wendt was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." Um, they couldn't get him. So anyway, yeah, he was too that, busy being in Gung Ho. Yeah, and it was around the time when Cheers was first blowing up. Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, it's funny looking back because, like, when I saw, like, House as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, well, he's in movies, you know. But then you look back, you're like, oh, this guy couldn't really get it. He was trying to get it. But that was a big thing back then, trying to get from TV into movies. Yeah. And all I could get in was House. So before we started, so I did stand-up last night, stand-up comedy in, in wow. like, a club. That's insane. Crazy. Dallas? Yeah, Dallas, Texas, Hyenas uh, Comedy Club, which is like a good club here. Uh, it's it's literally right next to where I went to college. And in college is where I did, on campus is where I did stand-up for the very first time. Oh, so wow. isn't that kind of funny? So I was literally like half a mile from the place I first did stand-up comedy. <laughs> All comes back. Yeah, so. But it was, it was like an open mic. But it's, it's funny, you know, like it, it's – it's been two months and you do get rusty fast. And, um, and also when you're new and it's like, you know, there, there's all these Dallas comedians who are like local to the scene who all know each other. And then they're, when you come in, they're all kind of like sitting. It's, it's so amazing that it's just universal. Like comedians <laughs> just sit there like, let's see what this guy fucking has. It's always um, that. Yeah. The and, only uh, time that never happened to me once, once I did a show in the San Diego and it was like an open mic and the, the comics were so bad. They were so bad that they were like, they were actually giving it up for me, but they were just terrible. Like it was, mm. you know, I, yeah, I don't fuck know. you, San Antonio, you suck at <laughs> comedy. That's our message. <laughs> Cause that's like, um, that is a big comedian thing. Like yeah. if they think you're funny, they'll like go out of their way to not laugh. It's like, I could yeah. feel the tension in the room of kind of like, Oh, all right. I guess this guy. And I, I did like my big guns. Like I just kind of like, I did like the killer shit. How, how many minutes did you do? 
like six. Mm. My sister and her friend went. You know, it's so funny. Like you, people who don't go to comedy, it's like they think it's cool to go to comedy. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's basically an open, an open mic. mic. But it's probably cool for them just because we've been inside all this time. Yeah. And open mics here, like outside the city. I mean, it wasn't really like this last night can get packed with just normal people. Which is crazy. There were like seven people there, like regular people. But usually I think it gets packed. But it was, it was, yeah, it was weird being on stage again. Did they have to socially distance them and stuff? They did a little bit, but not like they weren't like enforcing it too hard. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was probably about, bless you, about a quarter about a quarter full so all right um, so that so that was basically it. do you i mean do you guys miss when was the last time you did stand up alex uh march 13th i believe was the last show that week do you how are you missing it you know i definitely am yeah yeah for sure i'm missing it i i didn't miss it for a while i i kind of like needed a break i was like burnt out not just not from comedy but like from from comedy and podcasting and my full-time job and just like having to commute everywhere and just living in new york in general it was getting to be a lot so at first it was a nice break now now i wish yeah i wish i could do some shows that would be great and also i I, what i miss more is just like all the people and all my friends uh mostly in comedy whether they're comedians or just people who hang around the scene and stuff i just don't i haven't seen them in months yeah that's gonna it is i haven't weird. spoken to most of them at all you know what i mean you forget the social aspect of comedy sometimes you know a lot of it is just hanging out there you know it's like what brought me it's the biggest i'm not afraid to admit it like it's the it's like the biggest thing that got me to start was how cool the community was uh when i was just going to shows as an audience member i could see how cool it was and i it, i was in a real big like depression uh in terms of just like I had just graduated. I had been working for full time for two years, and I hated working in an office. And that's all I did was go to work and then go home. And you know, I hung out with some people, but I hate bars. I hate clubs. Like I just don't really like the stuff that I guess normal people do for fun. So uh, yeah, being like making all those friends in that short amount of time and doing comedy for three years in the city, like it really, really gave me a reason to you know, not be depressed and stuff. And so, so I'm definitely not yeah, as bad as like, I was, but <clears throat> it uh, sounds like comedy was for you. <laughs> seems yeah. to be like, no, yeah. it seems like to be a comment. Actually, I always, I always thought that like when I, I think you t- we take it for granted because whenever I've gone to a new city, I always am like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do stand up here, you right. know? And like, I remember when I first moved to LA when I first was doing comedy and I had intended to go there and do comedy. Um, I met a lot of people. I was like 27, 26. And I met yeah. a lot of people around my age and like I became friends with a lot of people and had a pretty, a good social life pretty fast, even though I didn't really yeah. know anybody. And then it's like, um, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, so, this is so, so great here. Like you just go do comedy and like have friends. But the thing is like, you kind of have to like be good too. Like you mm-hmm. can't go out and do comedy and be bad and then be friends with people. Cause that's another weird thing you always kind of experience when you go to do comedy somewhere else. There's, there's always that first, like com- comedians are always kind of standoffish at first. And then when you're funny, they're like, okay, you're funny. All right, cool. Yeah. I can hang out with you. Um, that's why, that's why it's, it's so important to do really well. The first time you're like at a new place. 
because that sticks with people. Yeah, that's why I was like doing my like killer shit like immediately. Like, hey, let's, here's something I just thought of. That was also on Comedy Central. Just looking yeah. at your notepad, just like at, at blank pages, right, reciting ten <laughs> year old jokes. You know, and then some people up there are just doing really badly and like barely have jokes. I'm like, oh, here's something that just hit me. Here's the greatest <laughs> joke I've ever written. Um, <laughs> Were they doing local jokes? Like, oh yeah. Like, I hate when they do that. Like, they talk about, like... No, we'll no. About, no. But you know what's funny is they... I have a joke about condoms to go, and I wrote that f- from being in Dallas, because that's, like, a, da- a chain in Texas. Condoms oh, to go. Condoms to go? <laughs> what, do they, what do they do? They just sell condoms. Well, I mean, I have a joke about... Why are about, they to go? Why, <laughs> yeah, have you, I have a joke where I'm like, why is, is the to-go part necessary? Like, because <laughs> I just assumed I'm leaving the store. Um, so... Condoms for here. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> condoms to stay. So, yeah. the, all right. So, so let's get into it. I guess uh, I'll I'll start. Like, is there some some movie I just watched because I was so bored? Is uh, I happened upon uh, the movie from 1986, The Hitcher, with um, C. Thomas Howell and Rutger Hauer. Mm-hmm. And um, you've seen that movie, right, Alex? I have. Recently. It was well. It was an episode for my other podcast, Kill You Last podcast, that we. We never end up. I, I, we never ended up doing it. Uh, the guest ended up like canceling or something. But oh, really, um, yeah. But I watched it. I watched the Hitcher. I had never heard of it before. Uh, Did you oh, like I it? forgot Ray Dong Chong was in the movie, right? In the Hitcher, no. She's oh, in Soul she Man. A lot of people get those. She's mixed in Soul up. Man, and she's in Commando. <clears throat> oh no! I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong thing. He was married to Ray Dong Chong. Did you know that? Yeah, he was married. I think they no, not Rucker. C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. C. Rucker. He, yeah. um, he's actually in a movie that Tommy Chong directed. That Ray Dong Chong is in. It's called uh, Far Out Man, and he plays himself. C. Thomas Howell. It's kind of interesting because it was like 1990 and it's like one of the first meta, you know, how that became a thing where they'd break kind of the fourth wall or whatever, like where someone would play themselves in a movie that became sure. a common thing. I felt like this was the first time I had seen that. Um, and he, it's funny cause he's playing a very, like he, he's playing himself as like a very like spoiled asshole movie star guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, an interesting thing about the Hitcher, I'll get into it in a second, is that we had talked about this once. They remade it in 2007, I think, right. and it's not that good. But also in 2004, I saw when they this was when they still had like DVDs, DVD stores. They made a sequel that went straight to DVD, The Hitcher Two. <laughs> I've been waiting I've been with C. Thomas Howell again, um, and. So do you want He's, to explain what the, the Hitcher 1 no. is? Yeah. So the Hitcher 1 is... One thing I like about the Hitcher a lot, the movie The Hitcher, is it immediately gets into the plot. Boom. It's about a yeah. guy who picks is driving across country and he picks up a hitchhiker <laughs> and the hitchhiker terrifies it. And literally he picks him up within like a minute of the movie starting. I like a movie that like... Imme- and he like starts threatening him like a minute into getting into the car. It's right away. Did you notice that too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this movie took off running... Uh, and a lot happens in it. I, I I did like this movie. It was weird, and there was it was almost like early horror movie kind of thing uh, well, at, at times. Rutger Hauer is a really good bad guy because he was like the bad guy in uh, uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah, it was yeah. right after Blade Runner, and also Jennifer Jason Lee. It was kind of like before she like had a good career. Oh, yeah, I guess. she was a girl. Yeah. 
So I mean, I so anyway, I remember seeing this movie specifically in the theater. I remember when I saw I saw it with my sister, and I remember like in the middle, this woman started yelling that some guy in the front row was masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> in the movie, in the movie, yeah. And she was like, "Oh my god, he's exposing!" And somebody got up and ran out. And I was like, "What about the movie The Hitcher?" Mate, was you couldn't control yourself, <laughs> dude. That's fucking dark. Uh, I guess I the know, guy really liked death Rut- or Rutger Hauer, maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he, I just remember this woman going. He's exposing himself. Maybe he was exposing himself. This is New York back in the eighties. He's like, exposing that was himself. What a and I remember, to- like, he got up and just like ran out. But it was such a. I just it felt like such a weird movie to be doing that in. Um, I know, and so that's anyway, when there were actual jerk off theaters in the city. I know that was like, what are you doing at the hit? Maybe he like made a wrong turn or something. <laughs> um, I, uh, so, so, and so that's, what's funny when I, I, when I saw the hitcher too, I was like, wait, so the hitcher too, this must be something like another story of someone picks up a hitchhiker, but it's the same character from the first one. See Thomas Howell. And he picks up another hitchhiker. Yeah. And I'm like, this whole movie the hitchhiker tries to murder him and ruins his life the entire movie. And it's and and it's a lot of shit. Like, I mean, it's not just he always oh, tries to kill him and it's like just him and the guy. It's like the cops get involved. He he does end up killing uh his girl, like see Thomas Howell meets a yeah, girl. He, he kills Jennifer Jason. Ends Lee. up killing everyone around this guy. It's like a, a truly nightmare after nightmare scenario. Like it's a thing you're never gonna go one minute of your life from this point on. Not you're gonna give about TED this. talks on how to like what the importance of not picking up hitchhikers. Like, right. Well, so the fact that they would make a movie where a guy is doing something the same thing again that he would never ever do again is insane. And so I remember. I was like, I have to rent this. I have to see how they justify him getting. And what they do, they do is it? he's dating someone and he can't get past what happened. And so she's like, you know what? I think the way to get past, you know, how you picked up a hitchhiker, he tried to murder you. is <laughs> You should pick up another hitchhiker. That is the dumbest so, fucking So that thing. you're not afraid of it anymore. And guess what? That guy turns out to be, um, you know who, who the hitchhiker in the second one is? Um, Jake Busey, Gary Busey's uh, son. They couldn't get Gary, so they got Jake, huh? <laughs> Never um, even heard of Jake Busey. That's hilarious. He, he was big for a while, but Gary Busey actually would have been a good pick for that role. Actually, yeah. I think he was kind of already kind of nuts, though. And Jake Busey had about a... I'm, seriously, Jake Busey had about a year of like, oh, this guy might be something. Mm-hmm. And then he did like the movie Tomcats or something. Um so anyway, th- so the thing about this movie, I, I really like how it gets started really quick. And But what's weird about it, what people, it got panned when it came out, but it's become kind of this cult classic movie. Yeah, the original one, obviously. Yeah, and the thing is, peop- there's absolutely no backstory to anyone. Like, yeah. Rutger Hauer's character, there's no backstory. He says his name once at the beginning, and there's no backstory with C. Thomas Howell. And for some reason, he... Uh, he wants to kill C. Thomas Howell at first, but then he gets Rutger Hauer out of the car. And then so Rutger Hauer decides, oh, I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to like ruin his life. Right. Um, so he terrorizes him by, he basically starts murdering people and making it look like C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and he successfully does it like four different times. Isn't I always remember the one scene when he first picks up the, uh, Rutger Hauer and Rutger Hauer says, I'm going to cut off your head. Doesn't he say that in your legs? 
Yeah, he like he describes to... what he's gonna do to him. Right. He goes. Rad. Um. They pass by a car that's on the side. That's the other thing. It's. It's. And I. I read this later. People actually like this about the movie. Like. Rutger Howard's character is almost like Michael Myers or Jason, where it's not realistic how he keeps getting where he's getting. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't. Yeah, he he keeps getting like like he throws Rutger Howard out of the car, and um, and he's like, "Oh, cool, I'm out of here." And then they cut to like the next day and see Thomas Howell's driving, and there's a car in front of him, and it's like a family. And Rucker Howard's just in the car with the family. And it's like with yeah. like kids, like four-year-old kids. And he's in the back seat with the four-year-old kids like hugging them. And the parents are just kind of like driving like, oh, yeah, we just picked <laughs> up this weird guy and he's in the back seat with our kids. Um, but you're like, well, how did he get into that car? And how did they get ahead of that? So there's a lot of like that kind of stuff that happens. But and I, I think, think that that movie was also one of those movies that, you know, people used to hitchhike a lot. And now that's something that people automatically assume is dangerous because there was a lot of stuff that happened in real life. In real life, yeah. Yeah. But that movie, I think, was like the final straw. Did you ever hitchhike ever? I never did. Did um, you? No, no. I was born in 1992. <laughs> no, 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 but it's like, it was like one of those things that's like before Uber, people yeah. probably still did it a little bit. Well, you know, I remember when I was growing up, like, I mean, when I, I was, was really still, young go in ahead. the 80s, yeah. you, hitchhiking was, you would see hitchhikers. And there yeah. was a lot of, in like pop culture, not a lot, but like pop culture, they had a lot of like movies and stuff about hitchhiking. Like there was a show on HBO called The Hitchhiker. And oh, then... Yeah. There was like one TV movie called like, um, and it was about girls hitchhiking. And there was a guy who would pick up girls who hitchhiked and murder them. Oh, um, okay. I thought he was going to have sex with them. Charlene, Charlene Tilton was in it. Do you remember who that <laughs> oh, yeah. is? And actually, I think um, the guy from the Brady Bunch, Greg Brady, uh, not Peter Brady, Chris, Chris Knight is in it. Yes. Um, but it's weird. This was kind of a time when hitchhiking was, yeah, like a thing that, People were, and I think you know, even in remember in like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, there's a yeah. part where she uh, Sharon Tate picks up like a hippie hitchhiker. Right? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I think, the, I, but, but I think hitchhiking peaked in the '70s. And I but I was going to say, I feel like that's in that's supposed to be showing how in the '60s it was kind of like, hey, yeah, you can trust everybody. <laughs> just like you know, a movie star is like, yeah, just get in the car, and the woman's like really cool, and they get along, and then like. There was a shift in the seven, and that's kind of what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood represents of like the dark shift that happened, yeah. you know, with like the Vietnam after the Vietnam War, where like it was kind of like, oh wait, people are like trying to murder you. Like it's it's a really and it's funny how hitchhiking really was a thing. Um, yeah, unlike pedophilia, that wasn't no one knew about that really till like the eighties. Yeah, that really hit its peak in the eighties. Um, <laughs> So I, I would, I would kind of. It was weird rewatching this movie because I remember it, it's funny. You ever have this really? Like, you watch a movie when you're young and you're like, "Wow, this is good." And you watch it older and you're like, "Oh, there's like so many fucking problems in this movie." Yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, do you? It's remember? a B. It's a B movie. It's it's just a good B Eric, movie. Eric, you got incredibly loud. All oh, the sorry. Time. Yeah, I don't know what happened. No, it's a B movie. It's not supposed to be that good though. Yeah, but it's weird. And then I looked, I love doing this. Like I'll watch a movie and then I'll like, I always look online to see what kind of like the consensus of the movie is. And like so many people have written articles about how it's like become this 
uh, like brilliant movie because it's it's not really supposed to be real. It's more about um, the unit. Like Rutger Hauer represents like the universe and how it can kind of like fuck you over. Like yeah, it's at times like nothing will go right and will huh. never leave. And I feel like people. It's one of those movies where they don't explain anything, but so people are reading in things. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a very convenient. Uh, because I always thought it was weird. I was like, why is he like never telling him? why he's doing this I and then there was what? no closure in that you never understood what the hell his problem was did you so did you like it or did you not like it i enjoyed i enjoyed it in the sense that um it was thrilling i actually thought like the action was pretty good there was a lot of car chasing i i kind of enjoyed that are you getting but ready I for a photo was, shoot what's that <laughs> are you getting ready for a photo shoot i just put my hat on I'm oh no sorry. i just you yeah. were doing your hair i was like oh cool no go ahead well it's bye. getting too long uh yeah no um what was i saying it i i enjoyed i enjoyed it it was a thriller the action of it but i knew it was stupid immediately you know i was kind of laughing at points too like I, it made me laugh like when he was in the car with the kids and he was like ha like making faces yeah it's, it definitely has dark comedy in it a little bit i think a little bit yeah. do you remember also this is another thing i actually remember this when i saw it when i was young there's a lot of shots of him throwing up like i don't remember that they show him throw up like four times and do you, do you know what thomas the, howell you mean yeah because yeah. he keeps like um running across like he'll stop but you know, like he keeps stopping at like deserted gas stations and stuff and yeah and he always looks like you know he's like oh here's a gas station it's dessert. i should walk around and it's like everywhere you've stopped like everyone is murdered um like so, he, he stops at a gas station and he goes inside and he finds like dead people and then he like pukes and then another big one and this is this was kind of the um, big uh, thing that it became like not the urban legend but kind of like the standing standout scene was when he's eating the French fries. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, he's eating French fries and then all, he goes to eat a French fry. It's a finger. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so then he's about to eat like that's like. Com- like comedic basically was that the first movie to do that because that has been copied a million times the french fry finger not necessarily a french fry and a finger but like basically something's on the person's mind they're eating something and then whatever they're eating turns into the thing that they're thinking about i don't think that was the first time that happened but like what's yeah, another thing can you can you oh name my it god like a ton all cartoons do it so many cartoons have done that um and then yeah i i don't know i can't think of a specific instance right now but, but that's <laughs> but that's like literally a comedic scene right. where he's like eating a french fry and then he literally his hand goes down and then he has a finger mm. and that's another thing where you're like well how did he work that out like he got to the diner before he chopped <laughs> the body up he knew that oh, jennifer jason no. lee was gonna make no. him fries. no 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 no, tom that's not supposed to be real it's what show, it, in the movie, that's not real. It's showing you that that's what he's thinking about. Who? <laughs> See, Thomas Howell's going crazy because this guy's chasing him. That's not a real finger. That didn't really happen in the reality of the movie. That's just yeah. like uh, him projecting because he's so Are you, are you kidding me? That's like, you're literally blowing my mind by saying that. <laughs> you really think that's true? Is it like a dream sequence or something? You, you don't think it's supposed to be real? I don't think it's supposed to be real. I think it's a device. I'm being serious. I don't know. Am I stupid? 
Um, I haven't seen the movie in a while. What do you, what you, do you think? Eric? You don't think that that's really he really put a finger in his in his. Frown I haven't mouth. seen him in a while, but I can totally believe Alex. Like I, they do shit like that in movies. Like sometimes you don't right. know what's right. real and what's fake. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and clearly, like the guys had a lot happen to him that day, and he's yeah. finally like, this is a moment where the dude is like finally in like a normal <laughs> environment. He's eating in a diner. This is blowing my. I literally uh, would never have ever thought of that. Really? Um, oh wow. I thought you were making fun of me when you said that. When I said <laughs> what? So obvious. Well, you know, I, wait, yeah, Eric. Yeah, what do you think? Wait, what? What do you think? Who do you think is is right? I, I think Alex could be like. It's like you ever see the end of Carrie? You ever see the original Carrie? Yeah, yeah. I love her, Carrie. Her hand comes out at the end. Well, that's a dream, right? But that's but she you, wakes up from the dream after that, right? But then you're like you're a little confused by it, though. I think at first, and then you might think that it could have happened. Like the end of the no, Friday I thought that the was pretty straightforward. It was like she that happens, and then she wakes up, and she's like, "Wow, I can't believe I dreamed that." It wasn't like Friday the Thirteenth, the first one, too, where the kid comes mm-hmm. out of the water. Yeah. And so do you think that and, in Friday the 13th, it, he's not really coming out of the water? Well, you're not sure if it's a dream. Or, that's probably a better example. Uh, but you're not but sure. I think that's a better example because that's just a bad movie. That yeah. They were just like, well, why don't we just have a kid jump out? And, that, <laughs> and like, well, what do you mean? Like, well, yeah, I guess he's just been living in the lake. Um, so, wow. that's um, you, know, you know what that reminds me of? You, you saying that and me not thinking that at all. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a problem with my life. Is I'm, it's like that whole um, when they played that thing and some people heard this. And some oh, Yanni Laurel. Yanni yeah, Laurel. like that. This is the perfect example of that. Yeah, it's a Rorschach test almost. You know? Yes, like, it is. Because yeah. that literally blows my mind that you would think that. Um, but you, you know what's it, interesting? It kind of blows my mind that you, you wouldn't think that. Like I, it is like a Yanni Laurel. But it's also like I think it's meant to be um, – uh, what's the word? Amb- ambiguous like yeah that. it's not meant to be it's definitely one way or the other now that i really really think about it i guess you can absolutely take it as he snuck in there he snuck a finger in there and like that was to, to scare him but i i really i think it was just his mind playing tricks with him I, well yeah. no it reminds me of when in friday 13th movies when they're walking around the house mm-hmm. towards the end and they're looking for their friends and they don't know everyone's dead and then they open the refrigerator and their friend's head is like on the plate right. in, in the refrigerator um right right which again i always i have a joke about that i always thought that was funny that this guy like do serial killers do that in the middle of their That's killing funny. spree like just set up like obstacle courses <laughs> yeah, like prank so yeah, like Brad. and I thought it, I always thought it'd be funny to do like a, a like a, like if they showed him like Jason setting it all up, like he's really excited about it. Um, that is funny. Yeah, it so like it's a lot of work. No, but that reminds me of one time I was hanging out with some people, and I I was talking about the movie Goodwill Hunting, and well, I that's said, my favorite movie. Is it really? I'd say so. Yeah. Um. So it's not that good. <sighs> That's no, it's good. Hurt. That's a good movie. It it's all a dream, right? Fucking at the end. Love it. <laughs> it's all a dream. Yeah, yeah. It's true. So, um, Robin Williams is dead the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like so- how Robin Robin Williams in that movie. He he's good. He won the Oscar, but he slips. He, he slips in and out of his Boston accent. He does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a perfect. Uh, the accents aren't perfect in that movie. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's a good movie. Driver's it's accent's good. very strange in that. And movie. people do, now it's hard to remember, but it was when those guys just kind of came out of nowhere, out of nowhere, first yeah. on the scene. Oh, yeah, and they yeah. were just like out the gate. Like, I fucking. mean, the script is fucking great. No, it's great. It's a yeah. really. I mean, it's that is a good fucking movie. If you don't yeah. like that movie, there's like you're probably you're, so, you're a dumb person. It's yeah, like I, the I think Robin Williams. We won the Oscar, right? 
Yeah, he's yeah, supporting yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, anyways, what was that? But what I about? was talking to people about some movie, and I think you know about this, Good Will Hunting. You said about right? Good Will Hunting, and I no, we were. I was talking about another movie, but I go, oh, it's kind of like the, it was a movie that had a double title, and I go, yeah, it's like a double title. It's a double meaning title, like Good Will Hunting is a double meaning title, right? And uh, I was someone with, didn't. There were three people there, and one of them was kind of like this, like. Uh, cool person. I don't know how to explain it. Like a high up in comedy, okay. almost like famous. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, um, oh yeah, like Good Will Hunting is like a double meaning. And he was like, what's the double meaning? And I'm like, <laughs> well, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. yes. <laughs> like his name is Will Hunting. Yeah. His name is Will Hunting and Goodwill is like a word, like Goodwill. Right. And yeah. Will Hunting, it's so clear that they shoehorned it in because Will Hunting is not a normal name to have. Right. right. So he was like, that's not a double me. And I go, no, it's like his name's Will Hunting, but it's like also he's looking for Goodwill. And the other two people there... And I think they were just going along with him to be on his. So they were like, yeah, I don't see it either. And I was oh, like, no. I literally had a moment of like, oh, my God, am I out of my mind? Like, no. am I completely wrong about that? And they like convinced me that I was like out of my mind. So that's no. what. Yeah. So but it was also an example of like, oh, I got gaslit by this guy. Correct. And, I, and these people like went along because. Maybe. How pathetic is that, though? Maybe they went along, or maybe they were. They also just never thought. You know what it probably is? Is like they didn't have a strong opinion either way. Like they had literally never thought about it, and then so when they're when the guy that was cool was like he did have a strong opinion about it. He was like, "No, you're wrong." They went with him because why not? But I I, I feel like if I was there, I've thought about that before too. I've been like, "Oh, that's interesting that they made the the character of the movie like they kind of shoehorn it into the title to make the title more catchy which exactly is weird. that's very that's exactly and i remember when i first heard about that movie and heard his name was will hunting i was like oh that's really clever how they did that right that's a believable passable name also um, isn't it spelled oh no you know what it is spelled as three separate words but i literally type it in i've always typed it as like one word like goodwill hunting <laughs> Yeah, no, it's clearly, but the thing is, like, it's possible that none of them did, but ever since then, I have never met, I've never been around two people who have been like, no, what are you talking about? At best, <laughs> I've been around two people and that one person's like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. And the other one's like, yeah, of course, that's what it is. So that was, it was actually a really odd, like, like po political situation that I was kind of like questioning. And I was like, oh, this is how far people will go to like get in the good graces of someone. So, <laughs> but that's what, so when you said that about the finger, it was the exact same thing. I was like, oh, how could you not? You know, what's interesting though, is maybe, maybe you're right because the way they shoot it, he's eating a French fry and then it goes down and he comes back up with it, which I always thought was just bad uh, filmmaking. Wow, that's really, it made, that makes me think it's a better movie than it is. Yeah, that scene for sure. Sometimes yeah. in horror movies, they just put in something, they'll throw in something scary just for the fuck of it. Mm -hmm. So it may, even, may have meaning or may be not. And actually that director, that was like his first movie and um, the, he went on to do good. And the cinematographer went on to win like Oscars. Um, and I don't know if you, it, it, end, it starts really quickly and it ends so abruptly. It does end like, very abruptly. Literally, and I think the whole thing is, that w he's testing C. Thomas Howell, and, and when C. Thomas Howell stands up to him, because Rutger Hauer is like, um, 
I guess, suicidal or something? Because do you remember the part at the beginning he has the knife and he's like, I want you to say I want to die. Yes. And he's like, say I want to die. And then he keeps saying, Rutger Howard keeps saying it, but at one point Rutger Howard says it, not looking at C. Thomas Howell, he just kind of says it looking away, almost like he's saying it to himself. He's saying it. And so I think when C. Thomas Howell like, seems strong, he's like, oh, this is going to be the guy that kills me. Yeah, I think it, you know, now that I'm thinking about it more and more, I think it actually might have been an intentional, um, symbolic uh, thing uh, in terms of like life. Like basically, yeah, Rucker he represents Howard like evil in the hardship, world. Hardship and evil, and you have to overcome it. You can't just start, you can't get anywhere by giving up or like, ha- so that's why I asked him, like, say you want to die. And he can't say it, see Thomas Howell, because he doesn't really yeah, want to. Yeah, wow, die. that's really interesting. He wants to yeah. live, and so it get it goes on and on, and the, the tests just get more and more. But at the end of it, he comes through, and it is so fantastical. But I don't think you watched the movie literally, and uh, you that's what. Like, but see, that's what I think. That's why it's gotten like a following as a yeah. genre, because it actually is a movie that if you watch it more more yeah. it's like oh this and it is like done it's shot well it's shot well for the 80s it, it holds up if you watch yeah, like i watched yeah. like a 1080p downloaded copy and it pops off the screen like i mean this sounds stupid but the colors look great like everything looks very good so i feel like they spent time and effort making this thing. you were yeah. to get that illegally Oh yeah, I get. A, I mean, I I do an '80s movie podcast. We've done 75 <laughs> no, I think I like that movie is everywhere. Movie. But also, like, oh yeah, you probably yeah. can find it. You, There's yeah. also a part where, because the whole plot of it is like this young guy who's like driving across country, driving across America, kind of like he's driving to California, which is almost kind of like the promised land of like right. starting a new life, and you know, like yeah, you know, like it, I think it kind of almost represents that, like when you're young and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go out in the world. And it's like, Hey, this is what the world yeah, has. Smacks you also, in the face. Yeah. And he's, it's also like, he's in the middle of nowhere. It's like, he needs True. to get through hell to get to where he to the wants. destination. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot to this movie that is like oddly compelling. And, and I'll tell you this, I've watched, like I said, 75 ish movies from my podcast. And, a lot of them are a struggle to get through. I'm not an 80s action movie fan by it. Well, like, a movie I feel is similar to that is like, not similar, but it has kind of the same thing. Has you ever seen that movie Breakdown with Kurt Russell? Yeah. yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good movie and it's better made. But you know what? That doesn't have, that's a very like, hey, this is a real movie thing. Yeah. Have you ever seen that, Alex? Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. Because it's this very similar. Actually, there's a lot of that's a genre of movie. And I read what I watched right after the Hitcher was Duel. Have you ever seen that? That's Spielberg's a, Spielberg's first oh. movie. Okay, I, I and should see a, that then. And I'm sure the Hitcher was very heavily inspired by because it's basically Dennis Weaver is like a traveling salesman driving across country, and he he. Um, pisses off a trucker like he passes him okay and the trucker gets pissed off at him and like whoa and keeps harassing him while he's driving across country the best thing is you kill him you never see the trucker that's what's great that's what and they say that's what's Mm -hmm. the opposite about the hitcher is that you you immediately see the bad guy and then duel Mm -hmm. you never see and the other thing is like duel is a great movie I, i like these movies where like there's so much more going on behind it what it represents and I like that. You know, it looks like a very like straightforward. I saw it young, like after ET came out, and I was like, "Oh, Spielberg, this must be great." And then I saw, it and I was like, "What is this shit? Like, it's just a truck tra- chasing a guy." <laughs> but there's a lot of backstory throughout because that movie represents. He's a very like um, 
he's kind of get been emasculated at the beginning of the movie by his wife. Like he's talking to his wife and she's like, you know, he was like trying to rape me at the party last night, your friend, why didn't you do anything? And he's like, I don't want to, you know, get in, start in any trouble. And then it's like, he's put in a position where literally he has to like fight back or he's going to die. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? Like he's like the world, the universe is coming after him. Like, dude, you, you really, you're going to have to be a man if you want to get out of this. So you kind of watch him become a which and the hitcher is a very similar thing you know what i mean so i thought that it's like it's beyond just kind of your normal like action movie it's kind of you're watching this and it's an interesting thing to see that like kind of a person who's who has never had to really fight in their lives because most yeah. men don't really have to go through that nowadays but then like right. they're forced to yeah it's like, like a Greek myth it's like it's it's like why myths are so uh timeless like you have to like mur- you know so i always you ever think that like what if you got in that situation, like, oh, I have to murder someone, and if I want to live, yeah. how do you think you would fare? <laughs> I would, you know, well. off the rip, not at all. Well, I wouldn't do anything. But like, if I, you know, again, like, that's why I like a good movie that, like, slowly, like, realistically, in a way, re- in a way, realistically, like, like, brings you, brings the character deeper and deeper and darker and darker, and peels the layers of normalcy off, so that eventually he can murder someone, like something like that. I feel like any human can be brought to that evil because there's yeah. historical examples of it. Like all three of us probably could kill someone if, if the circumstances and if ever, you know, if we put the, if we were in put into a circumstance where we had to, you yeah. know, or, or grew up in an environment where, you know, that was just expected or needed. But right. yeah, off the rip. I mean, if I'm just in a car with a guy and I got to kill him, that's not happening. I'm, yeah. I'm going to die. I, and I, then you, I there's parts and it, it, actually in the hitcher there's parts because at the beginning he's clearly they you know see thomas Howell at the time he was really young and he looks so young in the movie he does yeah so he looks very like hey yeah and then by the end like there's a point in the movie where they're like yeah there's no way this guy could ever kill anybody and at the yeah, end by the, the end you're like oh he's record. gonna fucking kill him yeah and then that's kind of an interesting ending too like when you see yeah. him because they keep saying there's some weird like some symbiotic thing between them and so it's kind of like he finally killed him, but it's like, he's been totally changed now. Like right. now this, you know, this is, it's kind of, he's going to be psychotic now. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have it's to go? Or, you know what, you know where the movie's on now? I just noticed uh, HBO max. Oh, which I apparently have. I, yeah. I got to check that out. Yeah. A lot of people can get it for free. If you have HBO. Right? Yeah, so HBO. What's the problem with that? Why is everyone mad at that? Cause Nobody's it's mad at it. It, it just seems kind of unnecessary because it's like, it's not that much different from HBO, but they're charging $15 a month. So I kind of well, don't, it's it's a streaming service though, right? So they're right. making like original content just for HBO Max, apparently. Right, but it's not all there yet. So basically, yeah. all they have now is like an Elmo talk show. Uh, that seems like a lot to spend for an Elmo talk show. Yeah, I think the idea is that it's just more stuff to offer from HBO. It's also just like I think people are upset with it because the 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 titles are just confusing. So like, why call it HBO Max? Just call it something else because you already have hbo now you have hbo go you have hbo it's just like another one is super confusing and people just like think it's they're basically making it into a meme right but it has all the hbo shows you kind of wonder hbo go or now is 15 dollars a month this right. is 15 dollars a month why would right. you get both so why yeah what it doesn't don't the other ones have all the shows too well i just watched the hitcher on hbo i don't know i don't know what it was like i assumed it was hbo go 
Well, I mean, if you don't have a cable subscription, you, I guess, have to get either HBO Now or HBO Max. And right. yes, I have no idea why you would get <laughs> one or the other. It doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, if you have cable, you have all of them. So it doesn't really make a difference. I do think they're probably... Got, you know what they did with HBO Max? They got uh, a bunch of licenses. So they bought Friends, the entire catalog of Friends. They bought all eight Harry Potter movies in HD, which you couldn't have gotten without paying like a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Box set. Like a couple of big big uh yeah that's so weird well it's warner brothers stuff it's all warner brothers warner brothers and they bought a few things like they i think friends wasn't warner brothers they just you know it's really you know it's really funny this the hitcher sold it to themselves basically the hitcher was hbo's first foray into feature films oh yes yes i i learned about that because i I yeah that's another interesting thing about it it was kind of like when they were well made man for i mean it doesn't surprise me that hbo did it I'll tell you the one way, way HBO Max fucked up is they should have debuted the service like two months ago. Right, right, yeah. Right when this thing hit, they would have it would have been huge. Yeah. So is that, that. is anything happening? Is anything opening up there more? I know it's like I mean, because here it is a little bit. I mean, no, not really. I mean, it, it's basically the same. And now we have all these protests going on. I'm sure Union Square was pretty crazy because today. of the the guy who got killed yeah yeah they're protesting in new york oh yeah, yeah. union square yeah i, th- I think and uh, there's probably no protests in dallas right or are they pro yeah, cop are they pro cop <laughs> i think um no i don't know what's going on here but i don't i don't think so i i got um i had my i, I made the mistake of um getting into a, a trump conversation with oh, someone no. the other night and it was like in dallas yeah, and oh, it, but no. it was with someone that like I, you know, it. Those political conversations can turn anyone into just a horrible person <laughs> immediately. You're right. Like, not a horrible person, but they just get so like I kind of made a comment about Trump, and then we kind of like went back and forth. And I was like, look, I, I don't really want to talk about it. And I stopped talking about it, and then like she go. just kept bringing it up Ugh. every five minutes, like. I was like, oh, I might go to that bar. Do you think it's good? Yeah, they'll probably beat you up because you because of Trump. And I'm like, oh, okay, Jesus. that was again? It, was it, it was a woman? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then what was the and then like at the end, I was like, all right, bye. It was like it'd been like 40 minutes. It's like, okay, yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna vote for Trump at the end. I was like, <laughs> yeah. She said that to me. I was Christ. like, all right, I don't really know oh, what man. I mean, <laughs> was this a date? No, it was. Um, no, it was a friend of a friend. It, yeah. I mean, it, it, they weren't like yelling at me, but it was one of those things like she couldn't let it go. She yeah, she wouldn't let it, let it go. Yeah, like yeah. it was like okay, it's like someone here. It. Honestly, it's like it's it makes sense. It's in Dallas because it's like if you do that in New York and you say something mildly pro-Trump, and but then you're like, look, I'm not really. I don't want to talk about. You know, I just yeah, I just yeah. th- this one thing. That person will never be friends. Like, you know, they'll be like, yeah. I'm not hanging out with that guy again. So it's like, I think it is regional and you have like these intense grudges that people will hold. He's such a polarizing figure. I know. I just, I just feel like it's just weird that you just realize there's, there's literally just you either watch this TV mm-hmm. or you watch this TV. Right. And like one is just telling you this and one is telling you that. And it's just yep. kind of like... Because they were just spouting off everything that he says, you know, exactly. like they have their own rationale, and they literally, she, she literally was like, "Well, I mean, he got us out of the depression that Obama got us in," and I was like, All right. "Yeah, oh my god, that's not." That's not. <laughs> I was like, "Did you just say that?" You can't have, you can't have opinions, or not? Opinions. No, I, know. I mean, so that's you what can't I mean. have a, a conversation. I made the yeah. mistake. I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Why am I like?" But I was like, "Oh well, whatever." I, you know. I, 
it was it was my first experience of like oh you can't just make an offhand trump comment here no. and it's, it's over <laughs> I like, the, I, Obama, the obama depression i mean when he started office it was a 10 percent unemployment and when he left it was four percent so how did he i don't know i know but I you know, just said that because what they're watching because it's what they're whatever he says you know what i mean i don't even like, think it's tr- that that's like a conservative opinion you know you know people people just don't like obama on that side of the yeah, spectrum. They 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 they're always attributing things to Obama. That seems like oh okay. Yeah, really? but people are starting to rewrite history a lot. People they don't remember do when anyone was president. Yeah. I remember yeah, there were yeah, some yeah. people years ago who thought Bill Clinton was president when nine eleven happened. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, people just forget. You know, years later, they're like Bill Clinton should have stopped it. I'm like, I don't I don't think he was president at that point. Yeah. No, I think, but I think a lot of people said that like like republicans right they were like he should have stopped it it's like really but he wasn't around <laughs> well he should have done it but i mean it was just an interesting thing because it was you know someone who was really nice i've never had any problems with and like i said she wasn't yelling at me but it was just wouldn't i could tell it like yeah. struck a nerve and that's I was like, such oh. a different thing though like it's like the 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 difference between new york and dallas there yeah. like the opposite would be true like you you could totally make a trump comment in new york and everyone would be like yeah. on your side but like in Dallas, it yeah, it really is like the opposite. Yeah, and I guess you 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 just kind of think, oh, everyone th- thinks this, right? Can anyone not think this? Well, you're you're, like, you're, oh. you're in the city, so it's not good. It's conservative, but it's not like if you went like to a redneck area of Dallas, like a real, you say something like that, you'd get murdered. And then well, she Dallas told me is the city, but I guess yeah, yeah. like a redneck uh-huh. area of Texas. And then she told yeah. me that she thought that it was cool how that part in the Hitcher when he he. <laughs> Snuck in and cut the finger off. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the fries. And you were like, "No, it was a metaphor, man." And I was, and I said, "Right, it was totally real that that happened." (laughs) Now I'm second guessing myself. I do have to go. Okay, sorry guys. All right, thanks guys. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Please. Uh, how often are we gonna do these? Uh, you know, these. We're gonna try and do them every week because we're uh, we're gonna try and put uh two out every. That's our our new thing. We're putting two out three times a day. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk about something else that we watch uh, next time. Great. And we have uh, more shows coming up, more guests. So rate and review. Last exit broker. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Wait, but what? What? What's up? Sorry. Are we off? No. Okay. Do you want me to end it right now? I'll end it. All right. I'm going to end it. Money well spent on the rider, vapor.
fucking headliner It's Hannibal, Chi-Town, they don't know how to close no show. I'm a headliner, closing these show. I'm the realest. Coffee shops up, way car, I'm a killer. The illest in the business, slap a Jehovah witness. After my show, I get bitches and drink tickets. You're showing my show, you wanna know the difference? My show sold out, you pay people to listen. They sit around and grimace, questioning their decisions. You're tripping, and you need to get out of the business. Peace out, dog. adios, and good riddance. I'm a headliner, and there is none fine. I murder you with my material. You know I'm seeing red. I'm more crazy than the paper boy from Better Off Dead. I'm not passive, no, I'm fucking regular, aggressive. Pimp, slap a heckler sack just to teach him the lesson that my setups are the bomb. Punchline, be the trigger. Even when I phone it in, casualties, I deliver. I'm blowing minds, cause dinosaurs are pooping the fence. You only set up a Jim Belushi cause his brother is dead. I'm throwing rhymes while you're blowing your dad. I'm a top shelf tamp on your maxi pad, bitch. To work at 8 in the p.m. Two other comics, but you ain't there to see them. Nah, that's me up on the marquee. I'm the headliner, the one you're paid to see at clubs, colleges, corporate events. Now I got 5,000 Facebook friends, a 16-year veteran of the best medicine. Yeah, I did Conan. Yeah, I did Letterman. I kill them. Every single night's a homicide. They roar scores on the floor when I'm inside. Light me at 40. I'll spot me a shorty for the after-show party. We'll get a little naughty. Fly sweeties line up to buy CDs. Nah, I don't mind. I'll sign your DVDs. Take a blonde hoe back to the condo. Tap it real slow. Wake up for morning radio. Yo, yo. I get 1200 a week every time I'm free. That means I make three fourths of my rent to speak. That don't include travel, that's alright with me. Cause I get all the Yaka bombs I want for free. To connect in flights with that window seat. Ball up the jacket so that Joe can sleep. Took a cab from the airport, hope they reimburse. Early show is tonight, but try not to curse. She saw that girl staring at me, yeah, the one from the crowd. Hey, I know she was big, but she was laughing real loud. And you may choose to criticize the way I get down, but now I got a fat chick to fuck when I come to town. Yo, the booker of this club is a fucking D-bird. gonna fire me because I said the C-word. I told him it's the late show, this crowd is eager. To hear some dirty shit, so don't try to beat her. But skills do I really have to tell you again? I've been on Byron Allen, Carlson Daily, Premium Blend, bitch. <laughs>